beautiful Deer Valley Air Park, Arizona, on this Friday, April 26, 2019. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. They offer gold, silver, platinum, palladium. They don't store it. They don't send you a piece of paper. They ship it to you, or you can drive right into the office here and pick it up. How about that? You can find them 24-7, 365 at allamericangold.com. It's got news, views, prices. Um, you can hang out there. You can order. You don't have to talk to anybody. You can stay, you know, the hermit that you've become listening to talk radio into the wee hours of the morning on a podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm joined with the CEO, the captain of industry, Joe Jaquin. He's sitting in here on this Friday. He's, uh, well, he's got a lot on his plate. You know, he picked up a radio network and, uh, we're live here in Phoenix as well as the Mothership KHNC 1360 AM. And it's a great day to be alive. I think this is, what, the last weekend in April. How you doing this morning, sir? Hey, uh, hanging in there. We survived another Friday, so that's always a good thing. It's not day. over yet. <laughs> you had to say that, didn't you? But it is Jack Daniels Friday. It is. So Jack Daniels Friday. You can avoid that Sunday hangover and have it on Saturday morning. And you can join us with a little Jack Daniels Old Number 7 quality Tennessee sour mash whiskey distilled by, well, Lem Motlow. And what a man he was. You know, I went to the uh, to the uh, Good Guys, which is a huge car show they have out here. And some, so, you know, they bring the trailers out now. And whiskey is big. You know, it's like beer. It's like craft brewery. And the uh, the craft whiskey brewers, for lack of better words, I don't know what they call them, but you can go to these places and they've got almost like beer taps of the different whiskeys on the back of their walls. And I they had one in a trailer at the car show, and you could go in the trailer. There's a trailer with you know hundred different whiskeys in it, but they had a life size cutout of Jack Daniels, and. Uh, you could get right next to him and take a picture. Turns out he's uh, was about four foot nine. <laughs> so I've come to the you kids at home listening to the show. Um, whiskey stunts your growth. Anyway, how you doing? It's a beautiful day. Uh, the news is incredible this morning. The financial news, especially. I mean, you've got uh, the GDP hitting what three point two percent this morning. Um, the U.S. economy is growing at a faster pace than expected. First quarter gross domestic product, the Bureau of Economic Analysis said, is initial read of the economy. Now, they haven't cut it back. They haven't, um, they haven't uh, well, they go back usually and adjust them. But the upbeat was helped by the net trade exports, jumped while imports contracted sharply. So, in other words, we've sent more out than what's coming in. Now, Wall Street... Wall Street is a conundrum because when we first started doing this, when you looked at exports um, and imports, when you looked at that, that, that dynamic, that high numbers of imports coming in was not good for America. Everybody said, well, you know, you know, uh, this isn't good. We're not building things. We're not sending things out of the country. And so Wall Street never would like this news. But now everything flipped. So now all of a sudden exports going out, you know, which which means that we're back building things. The Trump uh, mantra of make America great, let's build American again, really comes down to the whole thing is just smoke and mirrors at this point in time. But somehow exports rose 3.7%, and I think Joe touched about that last hour, um, where you're looking at uh, a lot of it was, what, in the energy markets? Is that yeah, where well, it is? It, here's the thing. 
nobody believes that somehow we sent more stuff out right. than we sent in. That's right? crazy. Right. I mean, we ran a trade deficit in the first quarter somewhere along the lines of like $200 billion, yet they want you to believe that somehow, oh, no, look at how it helped GDP. This was, it, it's like a paperwork thing. They, they, they made some crazy, ridiculous formula and somehow now the trade deficit number was a little bit better this this quarter than last quarter. Somehow meant economic growth. It doesn't. Well, it's it's insane to think that all of a sudden Walmart's full of American-made goods. I mean, well, is that, that was, what is that what we're yeah, trying to tell well, us here? The other problem was is all the warehouses are full. That was the two big gains of GDP was trade in warehouse inventories and so part of the reason why the trade number looked a little better was all the companies were like hey we still haven't sold all the crap that we bought from you last quarter well i don't know i mean it's crazy there's there's such a dichotomy uh, of things going on in the financial markets you look yesterday that 3m which is you know it's american american household american uh uh, company been around forever. Of course, everything's made in China now. Look, go get a 3M, just a, a simple post-it note thing. Right. A post-it note thing that says 3M, tape. flip it over. Yeah, right. tape. tape. Made in China. Made in China. Still says 3M, but they had their worst stock day since 1987 yesterday. On the other hand, Ford this morning is up 10%. They beat the street. Um, they, that's their best day in a decade. Which for Ford to go up ten percent at one point took a huge move. Now it only takes ninety nine cents. I mean, think about that. That's how this thing was beaten down. How this country's just been abused. Yeah, you heard that right. If you don't, a lot of people don't watch equities, but a ten percent move in Ford is a dollar. Crazy, wow. isn't it? That's how bad it's beat up. So again, but you know, this was the business model put forth that everything will come in from somewhere else. And now somehow when I, – I don't know what the equities are doing today. I haven't looked. But I will update you. This is hour one, um, three hours. You can follow along uh, if you, wherever you're listening. doesn't carry the next two hours. You can also go to Facebook and go to Patriot – no, I'm sorry. Go to YouTube and go to Patriot Trading Group or Facebook and listen to this. Anyway, you can't hide from us. We'll be back after these messages. Yeah, how you guys doing? It's Friday. It takes me a while to get the uh, cobwebs off. I literally stepped in the minute the music was starting here on this Friday. Thanks for tuning in wherever you're listening. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy lives. Yeah, Lem Motlow was just a little guy. The uh, Jack Daniels cut out at the uh, the trailer of Lem Motlow. Amazing. Actually, Lem Motlow was born November 28, 1869. How about that? He began his career working for his uncle. He inherited Jack Daniels in 1907. Now, very rare that family members can get a business and, you know, move it forward. But here it is. What, how many years later? Still in business. Ah, uh, okay. I got a lot of news to cover. Americans' financial happiness hit a new high in the long-running index shows against the backdrop of plentiful jobs and early surge in the stock market. Americans' financial happiness well, it's just running amok. Americans Institute of CPAs Quarterly Personal Financial Satisfaction Index released today is up 11% from its previous reading and 27% higher than a year ago. 
People are feeling more comfortable with their finances, said Michael Landsberg, CPA and member of the AICPA's executive committee. They're confident in their jobs. They have more money to meet their obligations, and they realize the economy is chugging along. The sad thing about all this and the thing that bothers me is whenever you get the news, you, you know, you're never going to get market corrections. You're never going to get economic recessions when everybody's nervous, you know, because equity markets, bull markets, anything, any any market continues to go any period of time. They always was a saying when I was a youngster learning the financial markets that all bull markets have to climb a wall of worry. And that's the time they keep going up, you know. And the news that you've seen on just about every financial broadcast is all anti-Trump and how bad everything is. And, you know, last year everything was going to come apart and the idiots were going to raise interest rates. Uh, the, the Federal Reserve was incompetent. The trade things that Trump put in with China were hammering the market. You haven't heard anything about trade hammering the market at all this year. Not one thing. So... When you get these things, this is when you really got to start paying attention. When the news comes in about how wonderful everything is, of course, the first hour is a gold hour here on the Eric Cedarstrom uh, radio news hours. There's three of them every day. So, you know, we're going to do a lot of business news in this hour. But, uh, you know, you look at the best time to buy gold ever, ever since I've been alive was the day that the Arizona Republic here in Phoenix uh, wrote when gold was uh, right after England had dumped their gold at an average price of $240 an ounce. Uh, these massive gold sales just kept driving it down. Gold was in the 220s, 230s range, if I remember correctly. And the Arizona Republic wrote that uh, gold is the worst investment that you could ever make in your entire life with page after page of charts and, and, uh, they congratulations they picked the exact bottom so again on the reverse side you know um when they're starting to write about that america's happiness and i'll tell you what makes me nervous for the president is maybe all this might be coming a little too early i mean you know the you, you want this to be next november not coming in now you want this news out next november so you know trump thinks we're in for a heck of a run we may be you, you may see the uh the the economic cycle just run through the roof here. You know, you you people that have followed along for years, and I've talked about this um, off and on. The Big Mac index, you know, that's uh, kind of started out as a joke, but people started watching it. The Big Mac index is is a basket of currencies. You know, if you go on, you look at the gold sites. You go on allamericangold.com, and you can look what gold's worth in liras or you know drachmas or just pick a currency. Deutschmarks. I don't know what's left. That's in the euro, but uh, you just named like four currencies that don't that exist. don't exist, right? But the graveyard of currencies, but <laughs> but that was the original intent of the Big Mac index. So, but now they don't do it. They don't do it, but I think they should because of what's happening with the, the with the local, state, and local governments getting involved in minimum wages. That they should do the Big Mac index from state to state, not country to country, because. According to the Big Mac Index, which I all, I've watched it, you know, and, and it, it would make sense to me. Look, this way you could try to hypothesize if the dollar was overvalued, undervalued, you know, what Big Macs cost in different currencies around the world. But now you should look at what they cost around the country because, you know, the minimum wage in California is 15 bucks an hour. 15 bucks, And, and there's variety of taxes 
that you have to pay depending on the states as well. Right, and, and th- that should all be factored in. So if you guys are listening that put that out, the Big M- Mac Index, because they say the cost of a Big Mac uh, is $5.78 today nationwide. Just the, just the Big Mac. Just the Big no Mac. No fries, no, no drink. No nothing, no nothing, except it's over $7 in California. So... So I don't know. So the Big Mac index as, as a whole worldwide doesn't work anymore, you know, from country to country, but from do it state to state, and then you're going to have to average that out. So this is what's happening in America. This is the civil war that's brewing. I mean, you have states p- pretty much telling the federal government, well, what's the federal government minimum wage? I believe it's $7 or something. It, it, like, you know, that's the most ridiculous thing. But all that is that is because of the, they can't raise minimum wage on a federal you know, as on a government level, because then they have to admit there's inflation. Fiat floating reserve currency that is designed, I mean, in, in other words, the economy is designed that what cost a dollar today has to cost a dollar ten next year. And it just keeps going as the years go by because they call it growth. Well, what it is, it's the, you know, we all know what it is. It's the destruction of the uh, Federal Reserve notes, the fiat floating currency that just takes more and more of it to buy. And then they just, they're never going to pay the debt. They tack on debt. Everybody gets a check. Everybody gets paid until ultimately, ultimately the currency loses its value so much that nobody will accept it anymore. And that's that's what happens with paper. That's what's happened with every currency since the beginning of time. And that's what will happen with this one as well. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. You can reach these fine people at one 800 951 Key House Democrats who voted in a favor of impeaching President Trump are now taking a more cautious approach on the issue. According to The Hill this morning, the lawmakers that have previously voted for impeachment articles that were introduced by Al Green, not the singer, but the representative, the Democrat out of Texas. But they now want, get this, they want House committee investigations of the president to be completed. You know, they're just, they're just more and more, like the Mueller report, everybody waited for, they're never going to stop investigating this president. It's just not going to happen. And you got to love him, man. He just gets stronger and stronger as it keeps going. The Democratic scrum, which is coming, you know, a scrum, you know, the, <laughs> this is what's going to happen when we have the like, first debate. That a, like a rugby term? A rugby thing where they all get in the middle of the field. And, <laughs> they're all locked. Right, they look like they're having a huddle. <laughs> But in the middle is this, you know, overinflated football. <laughs> and they all push it on each other. That's what's going to happen. I mean, that's probably the best way you can describe the uh, the uh, Democratic debate. It's going to be one heck of a scrum. But anyway, uh, the, the Dems are kind of backing off a little bit. Um, for, let me see. Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Elliot Engel in New York, who had backed impeachment votes in 2017 and 18 is now urging caution. In a conference call with Democrats, Engel noted his panel is investigating Russian interference. Come on, man. We need to look at the bizarre relationship between President Putin and Trump. You guys are creating a bizarre relationship with American elected officials coming out on record hammering the Soviet Union. Nah, there's no war implications there. So, anyway... Let's get to really important news. You think we've got a problem with illegal aliens now? And yes, that's what we used to call them. What are they now? 
uh, migrants seeking asylum. I don't know. I don't know what they are. But um, this is uh, an appropriate story for Jack Daniels Friday. You think we have stupid politicians that make ridiculous rules in this country? Mexico City residents may uh, have to take their thirsts and appease them with warm beer after a local lawmaker introduced a motion Wednesday to ban the sale of cold beer in convenience stores. You think we got a lot of illegals now? (laughs) If you can't get a cold beer in Mexico, we're going to get that wall up because that's going to be a big problem. You know, it's 100 degrees probably down in Rocky Point today. Budweiser stock was down 5% on the news. I don't know. (laughs) The motion was met with incredulity on social media. So I don't know. So you're going to have cold tequila? I don't know. That'll help, won't it? That'll fix it. Can't get a cold beer? How about a bottle of Cuervo? We got an ice cold here and a lime. Stores will be required to post sign warning patrons of stiff penalties for public drinking. Mexico City's ubiquitous mom-and-pop stores often sell cold beer in big bottles. You know, in Compton, they, what do they call them, 40s? 40s. Yeah, you get some 40s. Yeah, you got to get your ability with cold 45. <laughs> you think that's what they, I don't know what they, they drink, got to be Bud Light. It's got to be Budweiser, yeah, oh, yeah, Budweiser, Bud Light. So, previously promoted as family size. <laughs> I need a family size cold Bud Light. We call those 30 packs here. <laughs> family size. Oh, man. This is bad news. I mean, you think we got a problem now. If they get this done, no cold beer. So, so yeah, they have family size. And apparently the, uh, the, uh, the convenience stores also will give you a plastic cup if you bring the family. So... <laughs> So they're going to get rid. But you know what? Here they have gas stations. You know, the craft brewing. They have gas stations where you can, you know, what do they call those? Uh, they have those jugs. What are those called? I don't See, know. You would think I would know. I do know the name those of them. Those big brown jug yeah. thingies. Pounder. Not a pounder. What is it? I don't know. A growler. A growler. Hey. That's it. So you can buy, stop in, fill up your car, go inside, get a growler. Of whatever the craft beer they got on the wall and head out. What could possibly go wrong? Except, you know, it would be hard getting people, come on, I, where we grew up, it was normal. If you were driving around with a beer, you kept it in a plat or in a paper bag, right? <laughs> Everybody do that, you know? You got an open container, you put it in a paper bag driving around drinking. Now those growlers, they don't fit. All right. It's Jack Daniels Friday. Get back, relax, and leave the drive-in to us. We'll be back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. It's not misogyny to say that boys have clear athletic advantages over girls, both on average and among the best. That isn't hate, it's just a statistical and biological fact. The higher levels of testosterone and muscle mass in boys enable them to run faster and jump higher than girls can. No one can credibly claim that girls have any hope of competing with boys on a level playing field in sports. 
Yet for whatever reason, liberals seem to think you can just throw the science out the window as soon as a boy claims to feel like a girl. In liberals' eyes, it seems the boy's feelings magically confer on him all qualities of a girl, including biology that puts him on par with female athletes. To not believe in the child's magic feelings is their definition of hate. Of course, you and I know that feelings cannot bend reality, and now a renowned women's tennis star is being hung out to dry by the left for pointing out this fact. Martina Navratilova won 18 Grand Slam titles in women's tennis, the fifth most ever. She's also been an outspoken supporter of gay rights, but the unfairness of men competing as transgender women has sparked her ire. Navratilova called it cheating, insane, and said it would not be fair to allow transgender women to compete in women's tennis. Yet the rules of the International Olympic Committee allow men who claim to be transgender to compete in women's sports if their testosterone levels remain at a certain level. A backlash from the transgender community exploded when Navratilova stated this obvious ridiculousness. She was immediately labeled transphobic and removed from the advisory board of Athlete Ally, which supports transgendered athletes. This just goes to show that some people believe in magic feelings and other people believe in science. If we want real competition in America, we need to make sure biological males do not have access to girls' sports. I applaud Ms. Navratilova and all athletes who are willing to face harsh criticism for protecting something they care so deeply about. Let's give our girls a fighting chance by keeping transgenders on the team for their biological sex. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you, at phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Well, if you've got your family size beer with you this morning, you may want to switch to Jack Daniels, but uh, you may not be able to get a cold one if you decide to sneak into Mexico this summer. Um, so I, I, they're very, they're quite upset, I, and and rightly so. I mean, imagine them coming out saying that here. Uh, all right, here in America, no more cold beers. The motion, which is put forth, this is a motion by Lords Paz Reyes. Uh, posted the new rules would rid the city of so-called chilerias, which sell liters of beer in seedy settings for low prices. If you ever been down there, you used to go chiclets. Now they go chilerias. Many Mexicans reacted with ridicule to the prospect of buying warm beer, especially given to the frequently high temperatures. The hashtag, which you may want to follow this on Twitter, Con las cervezas, no. Don't mess with our beers, trending on Twitter right now. It's incredible that our lawmakers think of so many stupidities without previously resolving the true and serious problems in Mexico. If they want distinctive the cons- to disincentive the consumption of alcohol, would it not be preferable to increase the corresponding tax? There you go. Raise the prices. Only the rich, you know, like cocaine used to be in this country, only the rich can afford it. Some proponents of banning cold beer sales complain the country is awash in cheap alcohol and says convenience stores will still sell hard liquor of questionable quality for rock-bottom prices. Mexico's consumer watchdog is warned. You know, 
They, of course, don't have any uh, weights and measures. So I like Corona beer. I just like it, and uh, and uh, I've been known to have one every now and then. That uh, we went to the beach. Now, when you're done, because they have deposits on them, you return them. So, um, but one day we were sitting there, and there was an American Corona next to a Mexican Corona, and I happened to be looking at it, going, "Wait a minute!" So we poured each one out in a cup. <laughs> Somehow, there's an ounce and a half missing from the Mexican Corona. <laughs> Whoops! Whoops! <laughs> Somebody, hey, that's called quality control. Yeah, yeah. They just take a sip out of each one. So anyway, that's uh, that's my south of the border. Not a lot of illegal news going on today. Well, I take it back. I take it back in the Arizona Republic. Now, you remember yesterday we did the story about the judge in uh, Massachusetts, and that actually made the Arizona Republic. The story I did yesterday on. Um, the migrant who escaped. Federal prosecutors charged a Massachusetts judge with obstruction of justice and perjury yesterday, saying she prevented immigrant agents from arresting an immigrant. The ICE agents were waiting out in the lobby to arrest this guy. He's done. He's in front of the judge. He's going to jail. He's going to jail. And, uh, no, the guy just doesn't come out. So the ICE agent goes, well, where's this guy? You know, he's... Uh, He's a drug dealer. He's arrested for dealing drugs. Oh, we let him go out the back door. Well, apparently that's ired a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, judges, you can't do that. You know, remember the sworn in to uphold the Constitution and all that, you know? And that means protecting our borders, by the way. So, anyway, they, they're going after them. So, finally, something. But how about this one? This is amazing. This is an Arizona slash Colorado story. Illegal Pete's. You ever eaten at one of those? It's a it's a food chain that started in Colorado. You, Joe, ever had? I've never had one. Okay. Well, they have pretty good food. They had one, I think, in Boulder. I ate at the one in Boulder years ago. But anyway, four years ago after its expansion to Arizona prompted student protests and boycott threats, the Colorado-based burrito chain Illegal Pete is again fighting backlash against its controversial name. Come on. Come on. The word illegal in Delaware? Are they really getting up that far? This, again, is part of the population management growth. Growth management of the population, which is because American people are reproducing at their lowest rate ever. The fertility of American citizens. I don't care what color you are, where you're from. If you're an American citizen... The fertility rate is the lowest it's ever been since they started counting it over a century ago. So the growth management programs, apparently in Delaware, is to bring in illegals. So Delaware is having trouble granting the corporation because of the negative connotation of the word illegal. I mean, it's just amazing. According to a free speech lawsuit the company filed Monday in federal court, the state told the company that the application was not in the best interest of the people. Come on. Illegal Pete's selling, hello, Mexican food? <laughs> the, 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 a little irony in all of that? Absolute insanity. Would only consider granting the request of Illegal Pete's changed its name. So now they're going to change the whole name of the chain to Asylum Seekers. No, I'm just kidding. I threw that in. <laughs> 
What would you name a legal peach if you can't use it? I mean, it's clever. It's catchy. It's got it's got panache. You know, it's got it all. It's a successful company. Twenty-four years ago, Pete Turner named his restaurant Illegal Pete's as an homage to his dying father, a good old-fashioned hellraiser. The company, which now has restaurants in Tempe and Tucson, wrote in a statement yesterday: "The word illegal in our name is a reference to the counterculture, to the rebellious, to the very picture of challenging authority that the restaurants were founded upon." Uh, it was in this spirit that we challenged the decision made by Delaware officials. So, I mean, you got to be kidding me. How about this? Uh, well, what year was it? The Gadsden. Remember, you guys in history, I loved U.S. history. It's uh, one of the few courses I ever got an A in. Uh, the Gadsden Purchase in 1856. You know, that's all buying up Southwest and from Mexico. We got Tucson for 10 million bucks they wrote about it in the arizona republic today i'm going to say this uh we got ripped off i think we're willing to take a loss yeah Uh, i I used to live in tucson we can sell it back to tucson so um anyway when they if the wall ever does come they need to like go around tucson we'll take 53 cents and a warm 18 pack of corona (laughs) family size (laughs) family size all right. The blind leads the stupid right here, especially on Fridays. We'll see you when you get back. Man, great day. Beautiful day here in the Valley of the Sun. Going to be hot, hot. Starting to warm up. That's it for winter time. Hopefully it'll cook all this yellow stuff that's blowing around. The uh, hay fever is just just amazing what they've done. You know, people used to move to Phoenix if you had allergies or, you know, if you had asthma and you had breathing problems. This is where they told you to go. But what they didn't tell you to do is when you left Chicago to take all your plants and put them in the moving van with you, along with, you know, all the cockroaches that could ride along as well. They brought everything out of here, and this is what's left. I know, I know. I'm trying to – give me a sip of this. Hang on. I knew it was those liberals' faults. You know, Jack says, why we charcoal mellow our whiskey? <laughs> I could read you a whole diatribe on it, so, but I'm not going to. You know, I think people, more people listen to us than uh, than we think. Because, you know, we said that, why don't they just quit bussing these guys? And, you know, if everybody wants illegals in their country, why don't we just send some up to Canada? And then it'd be easier for them to come across since all the liberal judges in Seattle want them there anyway. So... Uh, I thought we'd start uh, Canamex Airlines and just send them straight over. Then they can, you know, go up to Alaska. You know, we can really get the population going. Well, somebody's listening because front page just over the Illegal Pete's article today is Allegiant Air wants to add Mexico flights. See, there you go. (laughs) There isn't anybody going that way, but apparently a lot of people fly it this way. Low-cost carrier Legionnaire said it's taken the first step towards offering flights to Mexico by filling, filing an application with the U.S. Department of Transportation to begin service. So, of course, you know... I think they fly out of Mesa. You can fly here for, from Mexico City out of Mesa for about $7.53. A bag, though, if you, bring your, if you bring your donkey with you, it's like an extra 140 if you got a duffel bag, that's three hundred bucks. <laughs> they just tack on it. You, you know what's so funny is is my wife's flying up uh, to bring our son home from college, right? Going up there and going to put some stuff in storage, and 
and she she's uh, was she's flying to Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Right? She's talking about hey, I, I gotta gotta go do the math about how much the luggage is gonna because she you know she's gotta fly up there, but he, he's gotta bring his luggage home. You know, we're gonna store the the uh, couch and the what, what do you call it, the futon and all that other stuff up there. And she goes because. You can't go by what just the price of the ticket because they, they, they the luggage now they're charging fifty and seventy five bucks. Oh yeah, no, they got it all figured out. Could be a profit thing. So it's a bait and switch. Come on. Allegiance, Indian word, means bait and switch. Here's one for you. This is anger. And I got a question for people too, because people are listening all over the country. Joe's tracking the numbers, the internet market's getting bigger and bigger, and you know that's the internet now is what the shortwave used to be. You had to go to shortwave if you wanted to hear news like this. Now, hear it on the internet, and who knew that uh, American Freedom Network and AM stations and KXXT as well. PepsiCo, the $177 billion company, they are owner of the potato chip brand Lay's, Lay's Potato Chips. All right, I'm going to check on advertising. What's their motto? You remember? You can't have just one. There you go, boy. See, tell me advertising doesn't work. That's been around since the 60s, I believe, maybe even the 50s. They've sued Lay's Potato Chips. Well, PepsiCo, owner of Lay's, has sued a group of farmers in India for growing a variety of potato they say they own the exclusive rights to. The company's seeking reparations of $143,000 each. Really think PepsiCo would go after? There's four farmers. So what? They're they're oh. suing farmers in India. Nobody can plant this potato this, but us. But that's it. So wow. so which pe- oh well, apparently PepsiCo says they have exclusive yeah exclusive rights to in India. So yes, what Idaho's not good enough? You'd always assume a Lay's potato chip would come from Idaho, wouldn't you? Growing up as an ignorant ignorant child that I am, when I get a bag of Lay's potato chips, I want to believe that those come out of Idaho. They don't. They come out of India. How about that? Wow. So PepsiCo is India's largest processed-grade potato buyer and amongst the first companies to work with thousands of local farmers to grow a specific protected variety of potatoes. It told the Communist News Network, in this instance, we took judicial recourse. Well, 143 grand to an Indian farmer's probably a ton of dough. So they put four of them out of business. PepsiCo said it's given permission to several hundred Indian farmers to grow the special beet potato, but not to the farmers in the lawsuit. Wow. Two of the farmers are named Fulchan Kashawakalaka and Surish Kashawadahara, both from the city of Diza, the northwestern region of Gujarat. Well, well I, I know Walla Walla Hala. He's a good guy. He's all right. I don't know what he did wrong. You know, I don't know. I, I guess I, I didn't know that my that my my, pota- my Lay's potato chips are from Diza, Idaho. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> By the way, the potato and the potato chips, that's it for me. I'm never eating these things again. Pesco says the growing... Of the potato is FL-2027 without permission. You're in a heap of trouble, boy. Is a rights infringement. So you know when you eat the potato chip and you're like, it tastes different? This doesn't taste like an FL-2027 to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
You want to know what really tweaks my melon is that, you know, because we have a ranch up in north of Spokane, Washington, on the Canadian border. When you get up there, you can get Lay's biscuits and gravy potato chips. They are excellent. You know, I'm a biscuit and gravy type of guy. You know, me and Larry the Cable Guy could corner this market. So say this again. Lay's Potato Chips makes a biscuit and gravy. You know, like you can get chive and onion and blah, blah, blah. They don't sell them here. They do not sell them in the Southwest. Somebody did a marketing thing and figured, ah, those hippies down there won't eat these things. Only real farmers, real men, eat biscuits and gravy potato chips. I I don't know why. Stay away from the FL 2027 chips, though, if I was you. We'll be back. Hey, you're listening to Eric Cedars from Radio News Hour. Follow us on over to 1360 KHNC for two more hours of fun and frolic. Uh, or you can also go to allamericangold.com and listen there. Um, just uh, just a plethora of places to go anymore. You know, you can't hide from us. And let's face it, everybody's entitled to my opinion. The illegal Pete's thing, I didn't turn the page. Joe pointed out to me, you know, that, the, that uh, Delaware won't allow, they don't want to allow the the words illegal, you know, and uh, bad connotations, that's their words, connotations, brings up, you know, poor people, and they're not illegals, they're just nice people sneaking in here. Um, But they have approved, officials in Delaware have approved companies called, you ready for this one, Illegal People Touring, Inc. That's okay. It's okay to bring Illegal People Touring, Inc. That name's fine. You know, I think they're on to something there. So are these uh, people sneaking in? Oh, no. No. We're on a tour. Off to your left, you'll see a dozen Ford Broncos. (laughs) You know, with uh, official-looking people, guns, nightsticks, and hats. Yes, that's part of the tour. How about this one also? Hate Media, LLC. That's allowed, okay, but yet illegal Pete's, bad account, hate media, LLC. You know, I'll bet they'd carry this show. <laughs> Joe, get them I on the air. Get them on the horn. Okay, you can't have illegal Pete's because of bad connotations. How about murder on the menu, Inc.? Hmm. You know, you don't think that's, uh, you know, maybe a uh, vegan having a little fun there. Murder on the menu. Yes. How about an even better? Okay, God forbid, illegal Pete's. Sexy Mofo Inc. has been approved. <laughs> Sexy Mofo. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Sexy Mofo. Oh, yeah, but we can't have it illegal. This is the Delaware Corporation I, I, Commission. I, I wonder if illegal Pete's served Italian food, if it would have been okay. Oh. Hmm. Do, do, do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, illegal. So, hmm, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, they also approved Bloody Murder Sports Incorporated, among others. So, I have to tell you, that's just crazy. People, they just don't understand. Politicians don't understand. Why? Because most of them never worked for a living, you know. Right. You got a liberal arts degree, you know, your parents are rich, and yeah, I got a job on the Corporation Commission. Good job. We're very proud of you. Here's a new car, honey. Um. Yeah. Anyway, you're listening to, I don't know what we're doing. What a weird day. I mean, you know, we're, you talk about absolute useless knowledge that will, you know, make you think about the uh, the FL 2027 potato at Illegal Pete's. Don't have the chips at Pete's. 
So here's one. I'm coming in. I got satellite on, and I hear a commercial for Dick Sporting's Goods. You know, of course, all you conservatives listening hate Dick Sporting Goods because they don't carry uh, uh, guns or any weapons anymore. But these people, you talk about not knowing your market, they're running an ad on Fox News. <laughs> Who do they think's listening? You know, when you run that ad on CNN, CNN be really happy. They want to do business at Dick Sporting Goods. So, Joe, what's a market's doing? Uh, the Dow is up 17 points. The Nasdaq's negative. Gold's up $12 now, $12.87. Uh, silver's up 16 cents at fifteen oh five. And don't forget the $20 Liberties and St. Martin's, $13.50. I'm ignoring I can't see that gold's up another $12 today. 800-951-0592. Hey, Eric Cedars from here. Two more hours just getting started, so... Kick back, have a Jack Daniels, a warm beer, and an illegal Pete's burrito. You'll be dead by five. We'll see you.